0: Hi everyone, it's John and Ben, and welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie,
1: one minute at a time,
0: and this week we are going to be covering minute number
1: 87. Starts off a little somber, you know, but uh, we move on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we get some great interaction between Towser and BZ. Yes. Which we can't wait to get into. We're heading into that stretch of movie that we've been dying to talk about.
1: Yes. It's
0: very exciting.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Now, I know we're going we're excited to jump right into this minute, but I want to back up to last minute real quick. Okay. So, I was rewatching this on the high def version that we purchased like our digital copy. And and for the first time ever watching this, you know, as we do every every week when we're rewatching things i noticed that in front of anya i thought i always thought it was a table just in front of her while she's knitting while she's kind of watching claws be upset in the corner it's actually like a big needle point and she's needle pointing the elf village the elf compound and it is so cool looking. I took a picture of my screen with my phone so that I can put it on our website. But it is, uh, it is in fact a needlepoint cross stitch of the elf village.
0: Yeah, I just pulled up the clip from last minute, and you can't really tell what it is. Mhm. But yep. but you're pretty confident it's the elf village.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it, I think so, because there's there's a lot of white, like you see in the elf village, with the mountains behind it, the snow in the front, and then there's a brown building with snow on the top of it, and it looks like there's um, Christmas edging around it. it. She's not done. There's still work to be done.
0: But what she's knitting at that moment isn't that cross-stitch. That seems to be a separate no. project. because we, it's a separate project. Yeah. We didn't comment on it, but she has like the green yarn like wrapped up around her arm. Because she's doing the, the crocheting. That, if I, get I my think sewed. that's
1: just a hand warmer.
0: Oh, I thought... Okay, alright. She's
1: knitting in red.
0: I thought she had her yarn uh, wrapped around her arm and was kind you of know. doing like a red-green, red-green thing.
1: No, I think those are uh, hand warmers. You know, like leg warmers back in the 80s. Those are like hand warmers. I actually, I should make myself some of those. I'm going to be an Anya, and I'm going to make some of those for me. Because I don't like long sleeves, but I want to be covered. So I'm going to make some.
0: <laughs> and another detail I'm just noticing right now, peeking back at minute 86, and Puffy comes through the door, there seems to be a toy race car yes on the table i wonder if that was a previous toy they had brought in trying to impress santa could have been because the book made it sound like they'd been coming in day after day trying to impress santa with like the latest and greatest toy
1: yes they have they've been constantly bringing in stuff to him and he has not been excited about any of it so that very well could have been one that they brought in
0: and that leads us now into minute 87 Okay, as you may recall, uh, last week Puffy was presenting a new doll to Santa. The book described it as the most adorable doll in the world. Yes, but it's <laughs> it's not very adorable.
1: <laughs> no, it.
0: it's kind of a homely looking doll.
1: It it really does look like a doll that someone that you love crafted for you, not one that you would go to the store to purchase. You know, uh, which, I mean, I guess technically Santa and the elves are people that craft things for those that they love. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? (laughs) Not something that a kid would ask for from Santa.
0: But Santa has been sitting here feeling depressed. And he sadly asked Puffy last week if the doll could fly. Yes because he thinks that's all the kids want now or the shiny new flying candy from bz and patch and he's an old has-been he hasn't said it in that many words but that that's what he's feeling
1: give santa another couple of years when video games come out and then he's really off the (laughs) yeah in the timeline this
0: is the year the nes hit the market the nintendo 8-bit nintendo but i think we've mentioned that in past shows yeah and teddy ruxpin I will mention it again yeah, this was the Christmas of Teddy Ruxpin and the Nintendo coming out for the first time.
1: Sorry, Puffy, nobody wants your your little your little doll when you have Teddy Ruxpin in a video game system. Okay, John, so what is so great about this doll?
0: Well, we'll let we'll let Puffy take it from here. It doesn't fly. It uh wets. And then there's silence Obviously, this is going to be a big laugh in the theater. Santa's stare, still there with the big old frown on his face. He opens his mouth like he's about to say something, but then he just kind of shoes Puffy away, does a little hand motion like, get out of here, get out of my sight, Puffy.
1: <laughs> you can almost hear Santa's eye roll. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: I'm almost surprised Henry Mancini didn't put in some wah
1: wah 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 wah
0: (laughs) type music here.
1: I think they really were going for uh, a very somber scene. I don't really think they wanted a comedy effect. You know what I mean? Like, I know that the doll wets is probably supposed to be funny.
0: Yeah, I thought that was the whole joke.
1: But I guess maybe because of our age and we've had dolls that have gone to the bathroom pretty much our whole entire lives I don't find it funny.
0: Yeah there's going to be a lot to unpack in this first 11 seconds of this minute. (laughs) No
1: I know I don't I know you're gonna go on to about dolls and stuff so in the book Anya and Dooley are both in the room with Santa when Puffy comes in like I think Dooley comes in with Puffy and In the book, Anya and Dooley looked at each other defeated, kind of thinking the same thing, that it would take a miracle to undo the harm that Patch had wrought so unwittingly. So everyone is just pretty much, after Puffy's failure of this doll in Santa's eyes, everyone is pretty much just given up, thinking that there's no getting Santa over this, over Patch. Which I thought was an interesting thought that Anya and Dooley had that they didn't really show in the movie
0: they're all thinking like this peeing doll is our last chance to get Santa out of his funk
1: (laughs) well some toy companies obviously thought that right
0: (laughs) oh nice segue now like I said last week originally you know probably because I was a kid when this came out and grew up with this movie i thought this was kind of commentary on cabbage patch kids because they also had kind of like a homely homemade look to them Mm -hmm. and that's how they started off there is a whole somebody needs to do a whole documentary on the rise and fall of cabbage patch kids because there is a lot going on I'm, i'm surprised that netflix show didn't do that Toys That Made Us show, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They, they didn't do a Cabbage Patch episode, but, you know, that was more boy-centric. Yeah. Th- that, that was a show made for and by middle-aged men, and Any Girl yeah. Toys was like an afterthought. It's like, ah, whatever, we'll have a Hello Kitty episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just want to talk about Star Wars toys for two hours. Yeah. But, man, there is a whole rabbit hole of Cabbage Patch Kid drama Not only uh, the creation and possible stealing of the idea Mm -hmm. of the creation of the dolls, but of course the frenzy it caused at Christmas of 1983 when there were like retail riots of people losing their minds trying to get a hold of one of these dolls. Yeah. When the doors opened at this Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania store, the pushing and shoving began. One woman was knocked to the floor and suffered a broken leg. This scene has been repeated in hundreds of stores across the country that advertise the Cabbage Patch Kids. The Cabbage Patch Kids are dolls about 16 inches high. They don't walk, talk, wet their pants,
1: or grow hair. They don't do much of anything. As far as I'm concerned, they're the worst-looking things I've ever seen. I mean, they are pathetic-looking, they're homely. I don't
0: know what exactly the attachment is. I think they're cute but kind of funny-looking. Last year it was strawberry shortcake, this year it's cabbage batch off. So this was kind of what I was thinking they were going for here. It's like Santa, like, oh, I guess I have to get into, get into the cabbage batch business to, to, to uh, be popular again. You know, sort of, sort of that anti-commercialized Christmas message that this movie kind of goes into. The movie tries to have it both ways. (laughs) It's like, it's this message about, oh, can you believe how over-commercialized Christmas is? In the meantime, they're also having product placements for McDonald's and (laughs) Coca-Cola left and right. I know. (laughs) But anyway, um, but doing the research for this minute, I wanted to know what was the first doll to wet itself? Because okay. as far as I can see, the first Cabbage Patch Kid to wet itself is fairly recent. I can't find anything before 2015 about a wedding Cabbage Patch Kid. But now I think what this scene is referencing is Betsy Wetsy, which was a drink and wet doll originally issued by Ideal Toy Company of New York in 1934. Mm. It was one of the most popular dolls of its kind in the Baby Boom era. So,
1: when I grew up. I
0: want to be a mommy. You can play mommy right now with Ideal's Betsy Wetsy. Betsy Wetsy cries real tears. She drinks from her own bottle, just like a real baby. And you'll love the soft touch of her baby pink skin. Of course, like all little babies, Betsy Wetsy wets and needs to be changed. And just think of all the fun you'll have giving Betsy Wetsy her bath and shampooing her rooted saran hair. Ask your mommy to get you Betsy Wetsy, and then you can be a mommy too. People who grew up in the 50s, where it was like at the height of its popularity, were the ones who wrote this movie. Yeah. So do you think they had Betsy Wetsy in mind and not so much Cabbage Patch Kids?
1: Yeah, probably. I I feel like it's another one of those things in this movie that don't quite make sense as far as the toys like the snow globe you know it had been out for years and they they were the elves were kind of acting like this was some new awesome thing and same with the doll you know where it's like a wedding doll but it's been out for decades at this point yeah almost like 50 years at
0: this point yeah yeah so even in the timeline of this movie a wedding betsy wetsy would have been in existence for 50 years and puffy's like treating it like oh check this out so is it saying puffy's behind the times but i always thought it was like oh puffy's here with like something that's popular right now
1: yeah i don't know i i feel like puffy i think they are all behind the times you know
0: I also remember the gentleman I wish I remembered his name offhand who did the commentary track with director Gino Schwartz. He mm-hmm. commented on this scene how it was how he always thought of it as representing the elves losing their innocence and are now cranking out toys, you know, that wet and things that are commercially popular. Hmm. Did that come into consideration? What would this doll do? Or Yes.
1: What were the other options that this doll was able to do? No, that was from the
0: beginning. (laughs) It was, uh, I think it works in a way like it's it's the loss of innocence that they're trying to compromise. Sure. Well, sure. Earlier we saw a kid playing with something that danced. Now it wets. You know, they have to introduce that. And it doesn't work for the elves. There are a lot of of ways to uh, interpret this 11 seconds.
1: (laughs) I guess, but I don't really understand how that's the elves losing their innocence. It's, it's literally a doll going to the bathroom. Like, it, it seems like a pretty normal function of someone. Most children who want a doll play with it like it's a real baby. Real babies go pee. Part of it is changing the diaper of a baby. I mean, think about how many dolls come with new clothes for you to change because they get dirty. So I don't really I don't I don't see how it's I don't agree with the whole elves losing their innocence bit.
0: So one more uh, little bit of Betsy Wetsy trivia on the Wikipedia page, that I just have to read. I found it very amusing, and I even read it to you before we started recording because I got such a kick out of it. There was a rival toy company called f um, and they had previously manufactured a similar doll called Dy-D, Dydee D Y D E E, and they issued a lawsuit against ideal toys over betsy wetsy and the judge ruled that drinking and urinating are natural movements and cannot be patented
1: <laughs>
0: because this other company sued ideal saying they infringed on their patent on a peeing doll
1: i think they were just jealous that they picked a, that betsy wetsy picked a better name <laughs>
0: than didy
1: <laughs> yes
0: and before we move on, um, I have to point out that Betsy Wetsy and I have to assume Daidie as well. They were plastic dolls. Mm. You would put the water into their mouth. Um, I'm looking at Puffy's doll right now, and Puffy's mm-hmm. doll's mouth is in the position to put a like a bottle in the mouth, mm-hmm. even though Puffy's doll's mouth seems to be stitched on. Yeah. While Betsy Wetsy had a tube. Attached to the mouth that would run down to where it would come out in the diaper. Yeah. And this is a cloth doll. Yeah. Which I assume is filled with stuffing. I guess Puffy must have a tube in there.
1: Yeah, I don't really know how this particular doll would work. It doesn't look like there's a hole in the mouth for you to put a bottle or a cup, you know, to pour the water in. I mean, and everything that Claws makes pretty much takes is made out of wood or fabric. So, do they have like a wooden tube <laughs> in the doll? I don't. I don't know. I don't. And,
0: and I feel like a traditional soft plush doll would not be the appropriate type of material to have a doll that wets itself. It, you think it'd be like no. absorb the water like a sponge and be all like squishy and gross after a while
1: yeah I would think that even if they did have a plastic tube which it doesn't show that they have anything plastic in the elf compound you know nothing has plastic on it but even if they did have like a plastic tube that connected the mouth to the exit hole you'd think that you know condensation could build up around that tube in the stuffing you know I don't I don't know. I don't think that this is a good model, unfortunately, for Puffy.
0: Back to the drawing board, Puffy. Even though now you know that no one can sue you yes, (laughs) over your peeing doll because (laughs) urinating and drinking cannot be patented.
1: Right. Good to know.
0: (laughs) But I just feel once the water comes out, you would think the the soft doll would absorb it all, and you'd have this doll with these really wet, dangly legs. (laughs) yeah that would that'd be like sponges
1: yeah yeah it's not a good not a good design
0: all right i, I think we've talked way too much about this <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: so claus is there shooing him out of the room puffy kind of silently walks away anya gives him a little polite smile and nod now i want to know what happened to that awesome cross stitch I hope it just didn't end up in a Pinewood Studios dumpster.
1: I know. I want it.
0: <laughs> I hope there's some UK like prop warehouse where they don't know what they have, but everything is yeah. still still in existence.
1: I hope so. I,
0: I kind of doubt it. But but you never know what will I'll surface. Pretend.
1: I'll pretend in my mind.
0: I, mean, I wonder how many hundreds of years she's been working on that cross stitch. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it would be a long term project.
1: I guess. I don't know. I I personally don't understand how people can slowly work on things. I'm
0: <laughs> Says the people who are talking about a movie one minute at a time.
1: Uh, yeah, but I'm only doing this uh, at this pace because that's what you wanted. Crafts, though, I can't just do like puzzles, cross stitch, knitting. I can't just slowly work on it like i started i have to finish it
0: so anyway we have a lot of great details to talk about here starting off at what we see after we leave the north pole we are back in front of bz's townhouse
1: now in the book this says on another frigid rainy night so in the book this is not the same night that joe showed up at the townhouse it's another rainy frigid night so the the
0: movie definitely has it playing out like it's all the same night well we don't know well i guess it's up for debate now but i I think that's (laughs) what they were going for because we even have an exact time when bz opens the door here in a few seconds we do but we're not inside yet we see bz's i guess it EZ's company limo Mm -hmm. parked out on the sidewalk and Towser is in a hurry he is rushing up the stairs to the front door he's in such a hurry he didn't even open an umbrella He's just holding his briefcase over his head to keep dry there's a few uh, fun details in the foreground there's a don't litter sign here on a tree that says we need you were you able to make out the rest Of the text, I I cannot make it out on my copy.
1: All right, so on the high def version, it says, we need you to keep New York City clean. And it is attached to a tree. I always thought it was on a pole, you know, like a a metal pole or something. But it's attached to a tree.
0: So in the foreground, we do see a yellow taxi drive-by and i brought up the internet movie car's database and they identify the taxi that drives by as a 1974 amc matador and i'm not going to i'm not going to question the internet movie car database I and agree. after that taxi drives by coming in the other direction it's another a vehicle well the internet movie car database says it's a 1977 chevrolet blazer oh <laughs> And we do get an appearance by, I'm curious what this guy's backstory is. He's becoming my favorite character of the minute. (laughs) Keep in mind, uh, I'm not going to spoil what time it is, but this guy's in a really good mood. He's holding the umbrella. He is walking on the sidewalk, has a suit and tie on. I believe he's holding a (laughs) shopping bag. And he's just singing to himself, snapping his fingers. He's in a really good mood walking down the street. I wonder what his backstory is.
1: He just got out of a bar.
0: Could be. (laughs) Where is he heading at this time of night? I've never noticed or paid any attention to him before, but now I'll notice him every time I watch this movie.
1: Yeah, he's having a good time.
0: Yeah, he's like singing. I think he's wearing a scarf, too, now that I look at him. He is.
1: Yep, he's wearing a scarf with an umbrella.
0: Okay, everyone, so uh, now we are inside the townhouse, and buckle in because we got some more great details here, because as we hear Towser knocking on the townhouse doors, we get a nice shot of BZ's nightstand.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I hope you've taken notes on this as well.
1: On the nightstand, what we have here is a beautiful picture of BZ with his cigar it's pretty much the main picture of him like they use this one for everything
0: so on bz's nightstand like you said um there's a framed portrait of himself yes he's has that bz look on his face he's wearing a white tuxedo Mm Mm-hmm. now ben yeah i am about to send you a link okay Oh, it's a very long eBay link, but uh, I hope it works for you. Look at what you could buy right now for nineteen ninety nine and frame yourself.
1: Oh boy,
0: it is the exact same picture. They They use this as a publicity still for the movie. and I was always curious' like I don't remember him wearing a white tux in this movie. It's the photo in the frame in this minute on his nightstand.
1: I love the description of the picture. John Lithgow is the sinister toy manufacturer BZ in Santa Claus the Movie.
0: Now available on video cassette.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: So you could recreate BZ's nightstand. It's
1: stamped on the back, September twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six.
0: Yeah, this is a tie-in with the VHS. There, you can see the logo for Media Home Entertainment.
1: That is so cool.
0: <laughs> now there are multiple. I want
1: it. How much is it? Twenty bucks plus shipping. Oh gosh.
0: Well, well how about I put? It, I'll put it on the watch list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it does say extra fifty percent off. I don't know if that that counts for this item or not. <laughs> Stay tuned for updates.
1: Yeah, <laughs> go to our uh, Instagram.
0: <laughs> this this podcast has given us a, an excuse to buy some really ridiculous eBay things. Yes. Including one recently that I can't spoil because we don't have it in our possession yet.
1: Yeah, we can't wait to show you that. It's going to be cool.
0: Yeah, someday we're going to do a full video walkthrough of our <laughs> Santa Claus memorabilia collection. <laughs> so there are also multiple pill bottles on his nightstand I swear one has the Hi-C logo On it but it must be just vitamin C
1: Yeah I believe It is just vitamin C
0: It's like were there Hi-C vitamins <laughs> But doesn't it look a lot like the uh, Hi-C logo The juice
1: It does look like the Hi-C bottle but it is a uh, vitamin C
0: Okay I just now and I was Google searching if there were some vitamins That Hi-C put out in in the 80s.
1: I can't make out any of the other pill bottles, though.
0: He also has a landline phone, a very detailed, ornate lamp, an ashtray. I assume that's a cigar box. Um, next in front of and i assume that's a cigar box in front of that picture of himself
1: i don't know if that is a cigar box it doesn't i guess it must be it the depth of it looks kind of strange like at first i thought it was just a flat a flat piece like a flat rectangle plate but then when you look at the time magazine next to it you can kind of see that it is like a box i think the 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 angle of the table and everything is kind of throwing it off. It looked like it was a plate at first. But yeah, I think that is the cigar box.
0: And I I don't know if we said the number of pill bottles, but I count six pill bottles on his nightstand. He takes a multitude of vitamins.
1: (laughs) Multitude of something.
0: (laughs) Now, even though we now know we we can get that photograph for our own. There is a prop Mm -hmm. in this minute Mm -hmm. that I would love to have. There's a Mm -hmm. copy of Time magazine on his nightstand and in big bold letters it says Christmas 2? With three question marks. And for years, years, I thought that was supposed to be BZ flying over the city on the cover of the magazine. But Mm -hmm. it's actually Patch. And yeah. we know this because we've spent way too much time examining a Christmas Two poster, which only very briefly appears in this movie, but and, made an appearance in the comic book and the uh, the book uh, patch in the evil toy maker.
1: And in this high definition version, you can see that it's patch. Yes, on it this was cover. When,
0: yes, yeah. it was when we saw it blown up on the big screen back yep. in 2019 which seems like 17 years ago at this point <laughs> i know <laughs> i remember being on the edge of my seat the whole time just soaking in every detail <laughs>
1: that's
0: so when i uh, that's when i first realized there were mallow cups on the top of that refrigerator and when i realized it was patch on the cover of time magazine
1: <laughs> <laughs> when i was researching for this minute i wanted to see If they took a Time Magazine cover and altered it for this. So I went through and looked at the Time Magazine covers for the 80s. And I couldn't find one that would definitively be this one. It could have been any. But I did find that in 1982 is when Time Magazine started outlining the word time in white. Oh,
0: wow. That's interesting.
1: Before that, they didn't have an outline on those letters. So when they were making the props for this movie, they were right on top of the new time design.
0: It's probably impossible to tell, but you know how the covers of Time in that era... There would be the cover story, the big, the big thing that would take mm-hmm. up the whole cover. In this case, it's Patch and Christmas too. Yeah. But up in the upper right hand corner I of can, the cover, I can
1: see. I can see it.
0: There's like a fold down, and it's like also in this issue. Is that supposed to be BZ up in that corner? It is. Or is that something unrelated?
1: Nope, that is BZ. It's the same picture as his picture on here. It's the in same one. In the frame, you mean? Yeah, it's the same one that's in the frame, except for it's a colored picture instead of a black and white. And it says in the little fold.
0: No way you can read it.
1: (laughs) I can read part of it. And it looks like he says it says um, he uh, he blank it again. He does it again, I think is what it's supposed to say. He does it again with an exclamation point with BZ's picture in the corner. Because when I was looking at it at the DVD version that we usually go off for this podcast, I was trying to find on the Time Magazine cover archive a, a person that fit that shape, you know, with a white triangle, thinking that maybe that was like the original part of the Time cover and I couldn't find one so I brought up the high def version and I can see that that is BZ and I can see the words.
0: Oh so unlike when they altered real newspapers yeah to put in the spinning headlines they created a whole new Time magazine cover. Yes. Now the artwork of Patch flying over the New York skyline On the poster that we'll talk about eventually, because I've been fascinated about this poster (laughs) and the unsolved (laughs) mystery surrounding it. Because it has popped up in multiple places, but it's not actually in the movie for very long. Mm -hmm. It's actually not even in the movie proper. It's in the end credits when everybody's credits are rolling. But the poster also had kids flying behind Patch, but I don't think there are any kids on this Time Magazine cover, just Patch. It, it's kind of hard to tell because patch is leaving like a trail of sparkles behind him as he's flying he has like one hand outstretched he's kind of doing a superman thing
1: yeah i can't tell if there are kids in there or not i mean i guess it, 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 it doesn't looks look like, like, like just, it to me yeah it looks like it's just colors i guess unless the kids were blurred you know like there.
0: <laughs> so we we will talk about the mystery of the christmas 2 poster
1: Mm-hmm.
0: when it when it comes up in the comic book timeline because i've always been curious where it would have fit in the movie timeline and i had a theory but it's way in the future so i can't <laughs> mention it right i can't mention it this week and we've already talked way too much about bz's nightstand
1: it comes in the b the bz's poster comes in now it's during this scene It is right now because in the book and in the comic, when Towser shows up to talk to BZ about this, BZ is not in bed. He is in his study counting and gloating over all of the money that's coming in for Christmas, too. And in the comic, he's looking at the poster.
0: Oh, so they they must have changed it then. Yeah. They must have changed it to this shot of the nightstand and him getting up to the knocking on the door as opposed to him being in his study,
1: Mm -hmm. admiring
0: all his money and gloating over his Christmas 2 poster. Oh, gee, I thought we were going to talk about this in a future minute, but I guess we'll have to talk about it now. I wasn't prepared. (laughs) I didn't have my nose prepared. I don't even have the image in front of me, but I'm sure I can bring it up. I'm sure it's right on my desktop somewhere.
1: So, yeah, in the comic, I'll I'll put a picture of this. On our website, so you can see it. And the picture that John has on the website, so you can see it. Uh, it says, "Busy Toys and Patch Presents Christmas 2 with a whole bunch of kids underneath the Christmas 2. And then it says, You'll believe a kid can fly! Double exclamation point with a skyline. And then under the skyline, it says, Only $150 for this.
0: Well, we can fill in the blanks with the (laughs) Christmas 2 poster. I'm looking at it now. I I pulled it up. Beezy's leaning back in his chair. He's holding this amazing Christmas 2 poster, which also says Beezy Toys and Patch present Christmas 2. And it's in a very similar font to the Superman movie logo. Mm -hmm. Patch is there with his arm outstretched. It's the same artwork as the Time magazine but he's followed by a, gr- a group of children. It says, catch patch, fly high. Make it easy with BZ. Under that, it says, I'm looking at a publicity still that's a little washed out. Ben has the patch in the evil toy maker children's book, which mm-hmm. has stills from the movie. And underneath that, it says, no credit cards accepted. Yep. Only $150 for this exciting
1: yeah that's all it says uh because his is hand exciting. is
0: obscuring the rest
1: mm-hmm.
0: so this reveals some details about christmas too that yeah. we weren't aware of before number one the cost is 150 dollars for the candy cane and bz is not accepting credit cards you have to mail in 150 in cash so before we move on i gotta talk about one detail that's exclusive to the marvel comic book And I have to emphasize Marvel, because, Ben, can you repeat what the slogan was on the Christmas 2 poster in the comic book?
1: Yes, it says, You'll believe a kid can fly.
0: Now, here is a reference with multiple layers. You'll believe a kid can fly, of course, is a reference to You'll believe a man can fly, which was the tagline on the original poster, for the Superman movie with Christopher Reeve and Ben. And all our listeners know who produced that movie.
1: The Sulkins.
0: Yes. So, this doesn't appear on the poster BZ was looking at. It's only in the comic book. In the past, I have theorized that, is it possible that with his obsession with sequels and... Marketing and commercialization. If BZ himself wasn't the writers, Leslie and oh, who's the other one? David. Leslie and David Newman, who wrote the script for this movie, who also wrote the script to the Superman movie. If BZ, they were kind of poking fun at Alexander Salkin himself. Maybe. Through BZ. And that made me wonder. And e- either one of these possibilities are equally possible. Was this, A, in the original script and the Marvel people put it in the comic book because the Newmans, the scriptwriters, were poking a little fun at Alexander Sulkin and making that comparison with the same tagline as the Superman movie? Or was it the Marvel people being a little mischievous, poking fun at, the competition of DC Comics by putting you'll believe a kid can fly in the comic book.
1: I think that it's probably Marvel having fun with the competition because you know it's not even in the book or anything, you know, that tagline.
0: Oh, we have no other evidence of that tagline right. existing.
1: Right, exactly. Just here. So, I'm going to assume we- or guess that it's a Marvel thing.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose we would never know for sure unless it was in the script to the movie right. that Marvel based a comic book on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But just a, just a clever little thing that connects all the things together. Sulkins, Superman, Santa Claus the movie, and the comic. <laughs> and I wasn't even prepared to talk about this week. <laughs> ben knows that's been in my head for a long time, so I'm glad mm-hmm. we get it on the mic. Ben will have the picture of the publicity still, of the deleted scene with the poster, and the version from the comic book, and maybe even the Superman poster. So you can compare all three. And while you have the book here, a couple other details. It looks like in the background of his study, which we didn't see it earlier, but it seems to be a display case with a Betty Beauty in there.
1: Yes. Yep. So I
0: was... So that was a big mystery of this uh, still for a while. Like, where is this taking place? Because we've seen the inside of his study before, but yeah, maybe that was just off off a frame when Cornelia came into the room to wish him a looks, Merry Christmas.
1: Well, it looks like this is actually, this still is taken in his office at the toy Toy company. factory. Yeah, not in his office office.
0: Okay, all right, so... But remember a couple minutes ago when Patch was sitting lonely in that rolling chair watching the candy canes come off his assembly line and we were knocking ourselves out trying to see what the machine said. It said, like, the patch, candy, and I thought it might have been candy-o-matic. Yeah. In the book, in this book, we had both forgotten there's a beautiful shot of this machine not seen in the movie, and you can see what the machine said, the sign on the machine, as clear as day. And what does it say?
1: It says the Patch Candy Co. Inc.
0: So does that mean Patch started his own business, <laughs> or is that what he named <laughs> the machine?
1: I don't know. So in the but in this book, in this Evil Toy Maker book, they're using the images of Patch sitting alone in the warehouse and his machine here to make the to make the lollipops. They're showing this as the lollipops, not the candy canes. Showing that, and then they show those two scenes, and then they show the commercial with Patch. And then Patch going off to deliver the lollipops. And then, at the end, is the Christmas tube with the candy canes. So I wonder, so maybe they cut out the part in the well, movie? Well,
0: all, all of the children's books are kind of abbreviated. Right parts of the movie
1: yeah I guess they had to pick something for this set of the storyline
0: and by the way this book Patch and the Evil Toymaker is from the same publisher and it's in the same style as the books they gave away at McDonald's but this particular one they didn't give away at McDonald's you could buy it in a normal bookstore yeah. it's very confusing
1: 195. $1.95 you can hear it read all about the evil toy maker be easy. <laughs>
0: In the UK, they issued those same books as the read-alongs. With It came with the cassette. Mm-hmm. I see them on eBay once in a while, but it just costs so much to ship them from the UK. And yeah. I don't know how we'd play the cassette and get the audio. I thought it would be fun to listen to it. And nobody's uploaded them onto YouTube. So, <laughs> UK listeners, if you have one of these read-along books, we have the books here at home.
1: Mm-hmm. If you
0: just upload the audio of the tape onto YouTube... We will be that very be grateful. <laughs> I, I doubt it's the actors. I doubt it's Dudley Moore. Like, yeah, here's the time. That evil Beezy tricked me. It's probably <laughs> just some British guy. <laughs> but it would have been cool if it was really John Lithgow and Patch on the read-along tape. But I, I, I kind of doubt it. If they did anything, they may have used, like, clips from the movie. Oh geez, we're we're like fifty minutes uh, into my recording time, and uh, Towser hasn't even entered the house yet.
1: Now, did you notice as Towser is rap- making BZ get out of bed, and BZ answers the door? Did you notice that BZ has BZ embroidered on his shirt's robe on his robe in red? It says BZ in red
0: no i did not notice it i notice as he's rolling out of bed it's shot in a way that you don't see john lithgow's face but you see the 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 robe being put on and him from like the neck down as he walks down the hallway i don't think it's a body double because when he answers the door it's clearly john lithgow in a robe but no i did not notice any details on the robe. probably because it's so dark on my screen
1: yeah you can't is it like on the front of
0: his robe when he turns around
1: yeah. Oh, you can kind I'm, I of am see definitely it. not seeing it. <laughs> you can see it be- a little bit better when he is walking through the archway with Towser, but you, know, you can't see it in this version.
0: So have we identified that giant painting he has next to his front door?
1: No, I have looked and I have looked and I have looked and I cannot find... That painting online. I have no idea what that is.
0: I believe we've commented on it before. Have you tried the the Google reverse image?
1: I have. Yeah. And still nothing? No. I can't find that image (laughs) anywhere.
0: So BZ unlocks and opens the door. Towser enters. He's still holding his briefcase over his head. BZ says... Towser, good lord man It's three in the morning Haven't you ever heard of the telephone? Towser, Good Lord
1: man three
0: in the morning have you ever heard of the telephone? So now we have an exact time in the timeline, Ben. I hope you made note of that.
1: Mm hmm
0: So mm-hmm. it's two weeks after Christmas, as Dooley will tell us later. And on this particular night it's three in the morning. So, we have a ballpark of the time we're working with that I was so excited when I heard him say the actual time of day.
1: Or and night, yeah, yeah, and case. you can also see it on the clock. Well, you can't on our version, but well, I guess you can. When Towser and BZ are in this second room before going into the kitchen, there is a grandfather clock in there, and it is set for three o'clock.
0: Good job, set designers. That was yes. A good eye for detail there. Yes. I mean, except for that Coke can, there have been very few continuity errors yeah. with, the, with the set design in this movie. Set decorating, whatever you want to call it. So after BZ has said that line, he lets out a very exaggerated yawn. <laughs> or John Lithgow does. It's
1: like,
0: <gasps> You gotta love it. Everything BZ does is very exaggerated and larger than life. Even when he yawns, Towser nervously tells BZ, I couldn't use the phone. And now comes a great BZ line. It's perfectly easy, Towser. You pick up the receiver and dial all the little numbers.
1: You got to leave in my
0: take too. I thought that was pretty good.
1: I couldn't use a phone. It's perfectly easy, Towser. You just pick up the receiver and dial all the little numbers.
0: I mean, obviously, I can Mine does not even is not even in the same ballpark as the legend John Lithgow himself. But that was pretty good. <laughs> That I was pretty good but that's, that's such a great that's another great line
1: it's in the book it was in the script it wasn't something he came up with off the top of his head but it was he he performed it well
0: Beezy and Jeffrey Kramer just play off each other so well and it's so funny and the next couple of minutes are just a joy to watch that's all I can mm-hmm. say would you would you say uh-huh Ben
1: uh huh. I didn't dare use a phone, BC. I couldn't take the chance of anyone hearing. Hearing what? Hearing what?
0: Every line is gold. <laughs> Every line <laughs> is so great. Yeah, a lot of the next couple of minutes is just going to be John Lithgow and Jeffrey Kramer saying a line, and I was going,
1: That was so great. <laughs> <laughs> this whole part of the movie is great. And part of it is just so surprising for a kids' movie too, and I just, I love it. So there is going to be a lot of us just loving what we hear, for sure.
0: We'll have to tag Jeffrey Kramer in some little clip and see if we can get some memory out of him on Twitter. What do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like we he should say, not enough on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not enough, not enough people talk about at Jeffrey Kramer's. <laughs> amazing performance in santa claus movie 1985 jeffrey do you have any memories i mean he'll tell jaws stories at the drop of a hat but nobody's really asked him about this movie so i'm hoping it's not another lithgow situation where he despises it
1: (laughs) i would think that he would pretend that we didn't exist if he despised the movie
0: you don't think he'd start following us
1: (laughs) i don't think so
0: And he did retweet us once, too. He did. Are we going to be brave enough to talk to Jeffrey Kramer someday? I don't know. (laughs) We'll at least at him on Twitter and see if we can get a memory out of him. (laughs) I would call that a win.
1: We can handle that. Are we alone? My niece and her nanny are fast asleep.
0: And He kind of glances upstairs because it's been established that uh, Cornelia is up on the second floor. Meanwhile, BZ sleeps down on the first floor. Have you tried to f- figure out the layout of the townhouse? I mean, Miss Tucker must have a room. No
1: one has because there's the, it, there's it's the like study a is in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because we'll see at the, in, in literally the last second of this minute, they have a basement, a mm-hmm. cellar. And then there's the first floor here with the front door. There's also a back entrance. That's where Cornelia has been sneaking Joe some food. And there's also a second floor where we now know Cornelia and Miss Tucker have their rooms. And meanwhile, down here on the first floor, there's the big dining area slash living quarters where they have their Christmas tree. <laughs> there's BZ's study, and BZ also has a bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, But you just haven't figured out the floor plan of this townhouse.
1: I could come up with it, kind of. I'll, I'll try.
0: All right. Give me a All little right. bit and
1: I'll, I'll try. All right. Good. Come on. Come on.
0: Come on. And quickly escorts Beezy into another room, and we'll f- see what other room that is soon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we have, like I said, like one second. If that. Of, of Cornelia and Joe in the basement
1: there's so much for me to show here but i'm gonna wait until the next minute because i brought up the high high res version and there is stuff in here that i noticed that i've never seen before and i'm very excited
0: i know just a tease but i do see joe wearing what appears to be a different shirt
1: so i'm just gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in things
0: yeah yeah we've we've gone on about every detail of this minute yeah. way too much and we'll see more of this next week so that's just yes. a tease we got yeah. joe and cornelia we got bz and towser buckle in <laughs> Who this was this was quite the minute mm-hmm. love these minutes with so many little details <laughs> so if you the listener have anything to add to this minute or any minute of santa claus the Movie. Be sure to email ben and I, Santa by the minute at gmail.com. And you could be just like Jeffrey Kramer, Towser himself, and follow us on social media.
1: <laughs> we are or on. at
0: least on Twitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Santa Minute.
0: Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes for free!